1: Oh, flying high with a three-hour <laughs> green room dump. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell.
1: I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, are we are here, here to, rant to rant and, rant and, and rave Y'all, after a it's long break.
0: been a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to preface by saying Jessica and I have not spoken or seen each other very much at all. It's been painful. Mm-hmm lot of uh traveling life stuff yes um we both turned
1: old over the summer and got oh, arthritis um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like literally overnight
1: <laughs> same diagnosis
0: uh-huh exactly <laughs> i wonder if it's a podcaster's thing and also because your other jobs a lot of times you're sitting at a desk just like this
1: like a quasimodo with a hunchback
0: Yes. Well, I, thanks to my adorable husband, Dan Tipton, he survived through the summer. We're still together. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, for anyone that might be new and listening, I've been married for like 75 years. So <laughs> it's a good thing he survived this summer. <laughs> uh, um, but um, I just have to say right off the bat, Jessica, I am so sorry. I am out of control. I have had, literally, this is my second bucket of coffee. This coffee mug is bigger than my face. I know you guys can't see it. Maybe you will someday. I keep promising that. it's not. They need to
1: know what it says. It says one plant short of crazy.
0: Yes. I mean, what's one more? (laughs) So I just want to apologize, Jessica, because we made a set time to record today. It's our first episode back. It's honestly like my first big break in podcasting. For about six or seven years. Because oh, great. I, pod- I see. Yes. I had a podcast called uh, Absolute Worst Podcast Before This, which was very enjoyable and lovely. It ran its course. And then pretty quickly after that, I asked you if you would mm-hmm. want to do a podcast
1: with yes. me. Yes.
0: So I think I'm coming up on six or seven years of podcasting. I know. It's pretty great. At crazy.
1: first, at first when you said, this is my first big break in podcasting, I'm like, oh, did, did somebody uh- – we
0: now have been picked up (laughs) we've been picked up we have a producer (laughs) we don't have to rely on dana or jay to do things anymore not a sponsor
1: not a sponsor but you can be one you can (laughs) anybody can be a sponsor please for the og (laughs) listeners that's really taking it way back (laughs) oh Uh. my
0: god uh i just we set the time for 1030, and then I was like, I'm setting up my new setup because because of Dan Tipton and our friend Jay, I now have a gaming mm-hmm. chair. I've got my microphone on a little, um, what do you call this, arm. Mm-hmm. I've got this amazing table that I just set up and take down. It literally folds flat All against right. the wall. So I've got this new setup. I'm going to try and be better about things. However, <laughs> I started off on a bad foot because- <laughs> Then I said, let me make sure my setup's right. Because it did get crazy. I, in my mind, I had it worked out perfectly. <laughs> my mind was not right. And so <laughs> <laughs> uh. we both said, let's get some coffee, finish up what we need to do. Let's go at 1045. Mm-hmm. It is currently 108 p.m. Uh, uh, and uh, I uh, haven't uh, shut the fuck up for more than two minutes. That's not a joke. (laughs) I have literally verbal diarrhea via the internet into your home for going three.
1: When I got up right before we thought we were going to record, which was 30 minutes ago when she started recording the actual broadcast. Not just us talking to each other. I ran in the other room to get something. And Alan goes, oh, you're finished? I said, no, we haven't even started. He goes, what? Because, because he, he came in at the beginning. He came in a few times. Also, he can hear me shrieking and laughing and cavorting. Probably assuming we're recording. It's just Dana yeah. and I catching up and going ape shit.
0: Oh, my God. And also, <laughs> like, it's been a real yuck summer i don't Mm -hmm. want to do this summer over again okay there's been a there's a lot to catch up on um Mm -hmm. are we alive and well Mm -hmm. and okay sure Mm -hmm. but i uh am hateful i'm hateful
1: (laughs) it's also been hotter than the core (sighs) of the earth
0: Oh my God. So I feel like living in Los Angeles, our summer is not everybody else's summer. Our Mm -hmm. summer starts in August and runs through November. Yep. Like that's the hottest balls time to be in Los Angeles. And it's unpleasant. It is not like a Midwest muggy. It's dry, but it feels like you could hold an egg in your hand and it would fry. Yes. Yeah. It's awful.
1: Absolutely.
0: And we have water shortages, whatever. Let's not. Let's not dig into the yuck just yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just gave you three hours of my yuck life. My My life's not yuck. I was just saying like, I had so many instances this summer where I was like, oh my God, I legitimately, just like you said earlier, you were like, Mm -hmm. I turned into an 87 year old woman. No, so did I. And I fully Uh, know it. Yep. Like there were times I was. I didn't want
1: to accept it. And now I feel it. I
0: just don't even care. Like, my ability to have any fucks given is completely gone. That's what arthritis does to you. I have I been in excruciating pain trying to get into physical therapy, trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on, trying to learn this new normal. And it's made me angry. Oh, like, boy. I had to apologize to my son for not having very good control of my emotions because he asked for dinner. And I was like, You'll get dinner when I make it.
1: Rita. <laughs> <Gina. laughs> oh, what? God. What? doing have a handful of goldfish it'll tide you over
0: (laughs) you'll be fine you're gonna be just fine okay i mean it was ridiculous can i tell you what that sweetheart said to me when i said that when i came back and said mommy needs to apologize i didn't you know obviously i was feeling some other things and i didn't control my emotions well do you know what i made a mistake i said you know what he said to me
1: it's okay
0: he said silly mommy everybody makes mistakes no matter who you are or how hard you try." What? I hear Akira in there. I hear my yes. nanny.
1: Uh-huh. I hear
0: my nanny. I hear that it soaked into my child and he was oh. able to apply it to his mother's craziness. And I couldn't my be more God.
1: grateful. Yeah, no, that makes me want
0: to cry. <laughs> Isn't that the sweetest?
1: Yes, it is.
0: We we try to teach him uh, that because he's God. really hard on himself when he makes mistakes, like sure. overly hard. His dad's that way, too. <laughs> I think I had just, like, I make so many mistakes before 9 a.m., yeah, I can't I don't have any feeling about it. I've just survived this way most mm-hmm. of my life. Like mm-hmm. I am a walking mistake and it's okay because it's kind of I'm kind of fun, right? But <laughs> he gets really down on himself. So I love hearing that from his mouth because I'm hoping yes. that he applies that not only to just me because I'm not perfect obviously, <laughs> but no, also sweet. to his own life. I thought that was really sweet.
1: Yes. But anyway, oh, like
0: enough cute. about me. Jessica, what have you been up to?
1: Oh, my God. Well, I was in Canada.
0: Oh, my God. God.
1: (laughs) I sound like I'm from Boston. Yeah, I was in Canada. I think you and I were like two ships in the night. You had gone home and we went to Canada. That was a very different trip because it was also, like you, like spent in a lot of pain, physical pain that is. So it really kind of dictated us staying at home and not doing much. The good part of that is... We didn't run around and see a billion people. We just saw the immediate family. We saw a handful of friends. You know what I mean? It was quite nice. My youngest, I only have three first cousins. It's my Mm -hmm. mom's sister's children. And we grew up together even though they were in Toronto and we were in Atlanta. So the youngest of the three just got married. And it was really, really beautiful. So I was very happy to be there for that. And then we'll just cut to a couple of months later. I literally a few days ago just got back from... The Detroit Improv Festival. And I have to say... I don't know what I was expecting, but not what I got. And that is the greatest compliment. I loved that city. I absolutely will be back. You looked
0: like you had a blast.
1: It was so nice. First of all, everyone I encountered was nice. Not just with the festival, which was run so impeccably and what an amazing community they have. But people at restaurants or stores... Um, Our hotel was great. It was in a lovely area near, uh, it was called Royal Oak. So it was like right near a historic, like old downtown, old timey area, but that new businesses have gone into. I found like the most magical coffee shop, Atomic Coffee. I went there every single day. We were right by... Coney dogs, which is a huge Detroit thing. Leo's okay. Coney dogs. Those are chili cheese dogs with sure. chopped white onion and yellow mustard. Chef's kiss. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a bad meal there. The festival was phenomenal. Every show was sold out. I got to perform four times and teach. Oh, my God. It was a dream come true and I felt like I was in this nice little twilight zone bubble of the before times. Mm-hmm. And I don't just I don't even just mean before the pandemic. I mean just to uh I don't know what time, but everything just kind of stood still and I mean that in a good way. It was just so nice and so refreshing. Maybe it was me just needing to get into an environment completely different than where I live, but right. I have nothing but praise but also, for the city of Detroit. Yes, It's been
0: so long since all of us have had an opportunity to perform. I have yes. not performed live. God, right? I can't remember the last time. And that is something that I did sometimes five times a week for the yes. bulk of, of, of my life out here.
1: Yes. And it's different. You know it. There is mm-hmm. something different about live performance and that oh, God, electrifying yeah. way that you feel that the audience feels feeding off each other. It's, it's lightning like in it. a bottle
0: for sure. hmm yeah. Yep. I love that you had such a great time.
1: It was really fantastic, I have to say. Uh, um,
0: I have started coaching again. Did I tell
1: mm-hmm, you that? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: which is certainly not something that I thought I would go back to at this age. Yes. <laughs> it's not something you do for money. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be buying a new car. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but I do have to say, uh, you know, I... Have been with this team several times now. Like, I don't mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing to say. We haven't had an official date where they're like, Will you be our coach? But I'm the only one that coaches them. Does yes. that make sense?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I
0: hope none of them listen to this because it feels very awkward right <laughs> now. <as I'm laughs> saying it. Anyway, uh, I just adore them. They're so fresh and fun and silly mm-hmm. together, and they're talented. And uh, but what I the reason I bring it up is it's just been good for me,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: to just get my creative juices flowing again. To yes. look back and go, "Oh yeah, I do that," or "I don't do this," or "I wish I did that." Of course. So that when I get to where I get to hopefully perform again one
1: mm-hmm, day, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'll have some of these things in mind. Yes, know? but I bet like some of what you do, I
1: was nervous. Go yeah, on, for
0: sure. Some of what you do is creative in your day to day life. For example. I recently went to Olive in Time, oh. impeccably merchandised, might I say, by Thank the you. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful in there.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, uh, yeah, I think you do the same thing with gardening. Like
0: yes, and painting and all my
1: all pockets. of that. <laughs> yes. But it's like we have to do something where, yes, you are letting out your thoughts. And yes. it's either uh diffusing them or increasing them or whatever. I feel like I will always have to be in some. That's why even when I'm telemarketing, it's because I'm selling the arts. The only reason I can do it as much as I don't love it is because I'm selling the arts because I believe in it. I'm like, I go to the opera or I go to a play or I love the symphony. I believe in it. Yes. Well,
0: and that's like, and um, I get
1: to see them. That's a nice perk. Doesn't hurt. Oh gosh! As an artist, getting to see art, right?
0: Yeah, and sometimes um, other people get to go with you and see them.
1: Yeah, well, we. Well, it. I mean, it hasn't ever been me, but. (laughs) Twice, very sadly, twice we got derailed from going to the opera with me. It'll happen.
0: We'll go one day. It'll happen. Um, but it's just nice to feel creative, and I will say, like. I don't know that we have a huge uh, audience of performers. (laughs) I think we're just a couple of weirdos on mics. But (laughs) if there is anyone listening that is in entertainment, like Jessica and I, um, I've even been doing that. I'm just going to put it out there. And Jessica, you can chime in or not. Like, if Mm -hmm. you got something you want to shoot on your own and you're interested in having me in it, you might as well ask me. Because I'll tell you what, the (laughs) jobs I'm getting right now are paying me way less. Than what you ever might imagine, yeah. okay. And I would rather work for a friend for free and have fun and hopefully elevate their career, right? Than to just be handing myself out for free to these studios, okay? Yep. So hit your girl up. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> because,
0: like, I did a 48-hour film festival for um, a couple of teenagers Which that I was in a so film awesome. with. Yeah, I did a horror film this summer with a, with two the ambrosio twins um Mm -hmm. they're wonderful lovely young women coming up in the industry one's a writer one wants to direct they're both actresses they're influencers like you know these kids they do it all um and so they were like hey we want to enter the 48 hour film festival you know we used to do that stuff when we were Mm -hmm. kids i haven't done it in decades since i was in my 20s and i was like yep i sure will and i happily showed up and had a blast
1: also, what a gift for them to have someone who is seasoned and experienced and knows what's up and they don't have to worry about whether you're gonna show up, whether you're gonna be good, whether you're gonna be easy to work with la. la I mean, la.
0: I definitely showed up, so that at right? least we know <laughs> no, but like I'm happy to support people yes. doing things because i'm I'm gonna have to start doing things if I don't get some works. <laughs> Like I came up with this idea. I was talking to a friend about it and they're like, what's, what's your objective with this? And I was like, no, I don't have an agenda anymore with anything. I just right. need to create, yes. like I can't, I can't handle it. I like, I was put on this planet to be creative in some yes. way. And like, yeah, I needed a break from this over the summer because clearly we, we both had a lot going on dealing with physical pain, dealing with family, dealing with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Having said all of that, I'm very excited that we're back. I hope that there's still yes. a couple of people out there that want to listen to us. But if not, at least we're doing something. <laughs> right?
1: There are people still out there. I know that for a fact. And we well, thank you. And we, thank you for your patience.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And also thank you to those who have reached out over the summer. Mm-hmm. I have, oh, you can't see it behind me, but I got I have a painting of my demon cat cutter behind me. Yes. A few earrings from some friends. Like, y'all, I mean, y'all are so good to us. I couldn't ask for better listeners. And I, I don't know think Jessica could. Maybe Jessica could. I don't know.
1: That's <laughs> <up to her. laughs> no way. Um,
0: but I have been keeping up on my podcast listening. You know, we always mm. shout out our girls that spark, mm-hmm. spark me interest. Um,
1: Indeed. A lot of
0: crime ones, a lot of a lot of dateline and then I go back and watch the dateline with faces it's ridiculous (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just Uh, took a break from recording with you but I've missed you terribly
1: I've missed you very much and we got together a couple of weeks ago and of course we were together for like two hours it felt like I was with you for five minutes and then even when we left I'm like we didn't even get a picture to tell people we're still alive
0: nothing Oh yeah, and also I just forgot to say too, um, my lizard Murphy died. <laughs>
1: Sorry about oh, it. Oh yeah. Sorry to
0: just put it out there like that. I'm still dealing. Oh, she was terminally ill. We knew it was going to happen, but it's
1: never sweet easy. girl. We
0: loved her so much. She was a precious member of our family. And then also, Jessica, I don't even think I've told you this. Ollie woke up the other day with a swollen eyeball, glued what? shut with green goo. So we had to take him to the vet. He's okay no. now. He had to. He had some kind of like bacterial infection. They said it just happens sometimes. So he got oh, drops, but he had to stay inside the house for like four days. Five oh,
1: days. he was angry! I can't
0: believe we still have a house left. He was so <laughs> not happy. He's like, "What do you mean I can't go outside and rule my jungle and eat my my cricket treats?"
1: I literally because, you know, pictured he eats him crickets
0: like candy.
1: First of all, no, I did not know that. Yes. And second it's of disgusting. all, I pictured him. Getting Because he, if you go go over to your house, he will dart outside every oh, chance God. he gets. Yeah, and he I just to pictured him, like, scratching his paw like the way a bull would before it charges a matador. A
0: silent anger he has. He <laughs> looks at you like, if you take your eyes off of me for five <sighs> seconds, I'm going to murder you with my paws. Like, oh my just God. so angry. I was so petrified.
1: When you guys were out of town, I was like, if that cat gets out, I will die because <laughs> anytime people have cats, it's like I feel like a dog, no matter how big the dog is or small, seems easier to kind of be like, get back.
0: Wrangle, or yeah. And well, wrangle also, because sometimes dogs will mind sometimes. Yes. You know, they'll be cats. like, oh, God, I got to please this human.
1: You open the door and you're like, Hello. And one of the cats, like, comes out and is normal, and then the other one jumps off of a ledge in front of your face and is out the door.
0: Out the door, and you've ruined someone's life.
1: Let me tell you, (laughs) I really did think that happened once because I was cat-sitting for my boss at the time. They had two cats and a dog. Somebody had taken the dog, so I was just going by every day to feed the cats and whatnot twice a day. And I was like, I'm not even letting those cats out during the day because when I come by before I go home, they better already be in here. And one of the cats did get out and it was gone for almost a month. Like they had (gasps) thought for sure that she was long gone. And then she came back and I was like, your cat is a total harlot. She came back a month later
0: pregnant
1: a a little worse for the wear not pregnant but just she needed some some tlc if
0: you leave (laughs) hard
1: life on the streets
0: i just want to point out real quick because of my judgmental tone if you leave home and get pregnant that doesn't mean you're a harlot i don't know why i said came home pregnant after you said uh, your cat was a harlot.
1: Also, not at all. And I think that's usually typically what could happen because, well, I don't know how many people do and don't spay their pets. I feel like it's still a huge problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously. Or obviously. neuter. Oh, Don't get us started.
1: Uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica,
0: yes. there's a part of me that's like, I'm not really sure how long we've been talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do we? Well,
0: did we just rant?
1: I mean, not really. Okay. I mean, mine is really short and sweet. Let's mine is just, pretty, uh, short. pretty short. Mine's pretty short. Okay. Let's I, I am gonna have to take my voice down for this one. So, um, okay. I'm sure leaned into
0: the computer. I got I really, really did. I'm really into it with you. Because
1: I'm not aware of how loud my voice is. So, okay. But I why do
0: you keep looking to the side? Like they have a window into your and bedroom. And I'm
1: upstairs. They can't
0: see me even <laughs> if they are outside. <laughs> I'm dead. As if someone's at your doorway.
1: All this talk about espionage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So we have a neighbor who tries really hard just to be super nice not tries really hard is super nice but it's like to a point of default okay okay like another neighbor is like no 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 don't because i said well she keeps bringing these gifts by it's kind of weird and but i feel like i need to thank her and she's like do not she goes i've known her for years she goes then you'll be kind of hooked in Mm-hmm. And then she's going to think you guys are friends and all this stuff. So, yeah,
0: one of those couple adopters.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. God.
0: You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't remember if I said this ever on the show, but during the pandemic, one day she just knocked on the door. And like, Mm -hmm. again, we're not friendly. Some of my neighbors I've been very friendly with for years. They became close friends, right? Sure,
0: but I wouldn't say that in Los Angeles, it's overly normal for you to know all of your neighbors.
1: Absolutely not. It's just not. There's also people who I live in an apartment building. It's only 12 units, but people move every year. Some of us have been here for years, right? Right. So she showed up one day. Now, let (laughs) me start by saying this
0: i feel She's, like we need to bring down the lights I you know. and i are so hunched over into our computers and now right now. My, and microphone is touching my my nose and I, and I started looking to the side like somebody was watching me <laughs> keep going
1: she is half my size and that is very pertinent to what i'm about to say okay it
0: better be because right now it like, doesn't feel it go ahead
1: in her next life she is not my size okay <laughs> She showed up, knocked on the door, like very aggressively. And I run downstairs. I was like on the phone for work or we could have been recording or something, but somebody kept, I run downstairs, I open the door. And of course I am not one to be good about hiding my emotions. It's all over my face. And I'm sure I was glaring at her with my resting bitch face, but active bitch face. Okay. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And she's like, Hi. I ordered these jeans and they don't fit me. So I thought you'd like to have them. Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute.
1: Brand new. Tags Unsolicited. on. solicited. Uh-huh.
0: Just brought you over a pair of jeans.
1: Pair of jeans. Not like, oh, I have an extra flower pot and I noticed you garden. Would you like this? Mm-hmm. Why that is so she weird just... that that's what just came out of my mouth as a different type of medical, okay? Well, I was is... still
0: stuck on her anyway. Um, uh, why didn't she just return the jeans?
1: Thank you. <laughs> I go, oh, oh, no. I go, that's really sweet of you, but I promise you. They won't fit. They
0: won't fit. I've had this. I remember a girl brought a whole bunch of clothes to work one time, and mm-hmm. she was half my size, and she kept going insisting. No, I know. Uh huh. I know that there are some things in here uh-huh. that will fit you. I mm-hmm. know it. Maybe uh-huh. like put it on over my clothes. Nope. And, like I cried nope. when I left work that day. Yeah, I'm surprised this it.
1: one didn't make me put them on, but she kept saying, we'll fit. "And I'm like, no, they won't." I said, "I really appreciate." It. I'm. T-. She goes, "Just take them." I'm not kidding. Like went like this. Like placed it on my. Did she decollete. plant
0: DNA? Okay. Did she place DNA evidence on them? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is? That?
1: I don't know. Now let me tell you the real kicker.
0: What? I There's a... a kicker to this story.
1: Well, because I went inside then, because I just wanted to be done with her, and I look, and the jeans are the size that I wear. So it's like wait, a, wait, a,
0: wait, a, wait, a, wait, wait.
1: It's like, how did you mistake it? She's like, they just don't fit. They're like 10 times bigger than what you wear. Uh, You don't say. Wait.
0: Your yes. neighbor bought yes. jeans.
1: In my size.
0: For you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then and pretended she accidentally ordered mm-hmm. them. That's what mm-hmm. happened.
1: We never talked about jeans. We never discussed what size I wear. I never complained about not having enough clothes. There are so many oddities to this story. And that is only one of many. Take your voice
0: down, ma'am. We are in a dangerous situation.
1: (laughs) Well, you're going to freak out because now I'm going to cut to what happened Um, when I came back from Detroit. I threw in laundry. I kept trying to go back there. Somebody was using the machines. Every time somebody was done, someone was running back. I was so annoyed. I needed to do laundry and I needed something to be clean that I needed to wear. So I throw it in. I had to leave and run somewhere. And I told Alan, I'm like, I need you to take that laundry out for me so it's not sitting back there or whatever because we share machines in our building. Yeah. Alan goes back there. I've told him exactly. I'm like, it'll be done in 45 minutes. So I go back there then. He's walking back there this neighbor is in the laundry room and is folding our laundry out of the machine that's how she knew your size
0: that's how she knew your size Jessica Dana she'd been going through your laundry drawers
1: our, I immediately told my dear friend who was my old next-door neighbor of a decade She's very familiar with this other person. And she wrote back in capital letters, Panty Sniffer. (laughs) A, I threw up in my mouth.
0: That's exactly the reason I don't want anyone folding my laundry. In my mind, it's heightened to sniffing. But I also just don't want strangers looking at my crotch holder.
1: I don't like, want I anyone don't. touching my shit and I don't want you folding it and actually I'm not kidding it really pissed me off. I found it do totally inappropriate. Foldable, it yes. Out. It's inappropriate, and how dare you? It wasn't sitting back there for hours. To which then it's like if you're waiting and it's been like thirty minutes and someone hasn't taken their shit out of the dryer, yeah, I'll take it out and throw it into their laundry bag that's sitting but there, for me right? The
0: fact that she's looked at your laundry enough to know your size, to yes, like research, put your glasses yes. down on your face, she'll recognize you through the doorway.
1: <laughs> so. But that she
0: out. then also in her brain put it all together that she needed to buy you jeans. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with your pants? You have already.
1: That's what I'm saying. She had to have looked in the laundry uh-huh. months ago. Okay. Oh, because you've been gone. It's so creepy. No, just because she gave me the jeans a while ago. And oh. now we cut to her folding, folding your la- laundry. And Alan walked back there and I'm like, what did you do? And I can picture him. totally. He goes, I went. Oh, he goes because I was so taken aback. Yeah, and she she
0: had to be there long enough to get it folded. Is this yours? He goes waiting for it to be done, unless he left it sitting there for an hour, which I'm sure he he didn't. didn't.
1: He did not. That's what he said. He goes
0: because he knows uh, that people are trying to get the washer.
1: She goes, oh, is this yours? Um, I just decided I would start folding it. I thought that would be nice. He goes, uh, we're good. Thank you. It's invasive. Like, like, how creepy is that? Yeah. Also, how
0: creepy is that for him as a male and some woman is folding his undergarments.
1: Folding both of our stuff.
0: I know. But think about how much more uh, traumatized you would be if it was a man.
1: I'd freak. Yes.
0: Yes. So, from his perspective, that has yes. to be ultra creepy. And the only reason I know that is because I remember when we first got Kira, who yes. was like our help when Henry, mm-hmm. she's still our nanny, but um, yes. when he was littler, we had so much laundry, you know, babies, yes. it's just so much. And so she always wanted to help and she folded our laundry for me a few times. And Dan was like, I don't know, it kind of creeps me out, you know, that this other woman's folding my <laughs>
1: I I was like,
0: oh, yeah. But I like I didn't feel that way about her folding our laundry and he's like
1: family. It's like family.
0: It's not some rando neighbor in an apartment building.
1: How inappropriate. Like for real. I'm still really mad. I'm not going to lie. I'm mad. It's inappropriate. It's uncalled for. Yeah. I don't think that's helpful. It's not like I had surgery and you're like, I saw you've been struggling with yeah, that. No. Just go ahead and do this.
0: And then when you put it together with like how she knew your size and that she took it upon herself to clothe okay.
1: you okay.
0: under the guise of I just bought take it. Just take it.
1: She's really weird. She's I really mean, weird.
0: Yeah, this is an odd one because. You don't want to be rude to somebody, but at the same time, like, I don't want this podcast episode to be on people investigates you and Alan's murders.
1: Well, they can <laughs> find her on IMDb.
0: Oh, she's in the industry. Mm-hmm. Do you, should you cut that out of this?
1: Probably. Who is it? I'm not going to say online. <laughs>
0: You should definitely cut that part of this. Let's make a note. Uh, hour twelve and six seconds. It's
1: so weird, right?
0: I'm literally whispering right now, I I'm alone in my home.
1: I'm you can alone picture at my- that she was folding our underwear?
0: Okay, I'm just trying to even fathom someone trying to give me clothes. Who was half my size?
1: Like, so let me just be frank. I would feel so much more comfortable if everything I had was like gorgeous, sexy, lacy, tiny, whatever undies. Uh, they ain't. So I don't (laughs) need to picture her folding Folding my granny panties.
0: Okay, no ma'am no they were cute "Hmm,
1: yeah you want some of this what is wrong when we're talking about what is wrong with me
0: i well listen you're talking to a woman who still has two pairs of maternity panties because they comfy (laughs) my period rolls around i'm putting those horkers on they are comfy
1: That might need to
0: be cut, too. No. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs>
0: whatever. Everybody's got whatever their underwear situation is. It's either, like, why haven't I bought underwear in the last 15 years? Or why are why do I still have maternity panties? People have their period panties. It's a thing. Whatever. I don't want people digging through my crotch holders.
1: No. I really don't <laughs> like it. So whenever I see her now, I don't say anything. And she'll be like, Hello. I'm like, hey, like I give like a nod and I just keep walking or I get in my car or whatever else I have to do to get away from her.
0: Well, Yeah, because that's aggressive. Like if I tell you, oh, no, thank you. Don't say just take it.
1: But I've also always had neighbors since living here that I have to like peek out the people or sometimes even open the door and look around the corner. And some of them to this day, it's like a vampire. Like they just appear. They're always walking their dog. They're (laughs) always checking their mail. They're always unloading the car. Like every time I'm like, I can't walk outside and get the pen that I left in my car in peace without having to engage in a conversation, which is more of an interrogation. They can hear you
0: when you come in and out of your apartment, too. And then under that carport, like everybody Mm. knows your business. Yep. <laughs>
1: that i for you. hate it i hate it okay
0: yeah that's a big rant just here's a psa if you are ever in a situation where you are sharing a washer or dryer with other people don't you ever fold their laundry mm-hmm. don't do it it's invasive exactly. i also don't want somebody touching my bras you know what i mean yes Ugh cuckoo
1: pants (laughs) what do you bring for us today as a rant
0: no well my rant is just more of the same (laughs) (laughs) no i just wanted to say really quickly and i think jessica will agree with me
1: Mm -hmm. that um
0: if we have any listeners out there young old middle-aged whatever that are living with chronic pain like Mm. i see you and Mm -hmm. i apologize for not having any type of like legitimate understanding
1: yes (laughs) of
0: how debilitating it can be i Mm -hmm. i said to jessica in the four-hour green room dump i was like listen i haven't seen anybody if if you are listening and you have seen me in person this summer you are very lucky and special (laughs) because i there have been weeks i have spent four days in bed and anybody that knows me I can't sit still that long. I just mm-hmm. can't. It drives me mental. Yep. But the pain that I've been experiencing has been so excruciating that I can't even think of words. Exactly. And so, like, I'll ask somebody to bring me something and it'll take me, like, five guesses to figure out what the word is for what I want. Like an ice pack. It took me 20 minutes to tell Dan Tipton, can you bring me an ice pack the other Aww. day? Like, my brain just cannot function. and. So I think about it. So, like, the reason I started thinking about it is, you know, we laugh and joke about how we turned old over the summer. Like, mm-hmm. I yelled a little at little boys at a club <laughs> a couple of weekends ago. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I w- I'm i not here for you. I'm here for my friend's bachelorette party. And we planned this for nine months. Go away. I don't need you. Like, I'm just an old <laughs> grandma at this point. And that I can accept. But what I haven't what what I was ha- I'm having a hard time wrapping my life and my head around is this chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And it's at an excruciating level. And I know that it's a, that arthritis is a common thing because I like I said, what got me thinking about it when I was mm-hmm. back home, I was talking to my Aunt Donna and saying, I just got diagnosed. It, I had no idea, like I've been worried about my kidneys and my liver and my lungs and my heart and all these other things that run in my family I did not stop to think about arthritis in my neck like it never and she goes oh yeah I have it bad have for years and I was like what and she was like absolutely she was like it's also in my fingers and my toes and she said it's excruciating and I started noticing and Jessica she can't turn her neck Like when she turns to talk to you, it's her entire body. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yes. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like they fused her spine. I was going to say it
1: feels like it's fused, but it's not. But it's
0: not. She just, it's too painful for her to turn it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's exactly the road I'm heading down. And for, it has robbed me of my, you know, there's times I'm in a good mood. I think Mm -hmm. generally speaking, not lately. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it robbed me of my, my love, I feel like, for many things. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally had to apologize to my kid for yelling at him over dinner. I mean, that's something that he's required by law to get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: you imagine if I didn't get dinner? I would run through a house like a Kool-Aid man <laughs> just to get some food. Like, of course uh, I need to uh, feed my child. But that's just where my brain is. And I know there's so many people out there with things that it's really hard to explain and pinpoint
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the effect
0: it has on your life, like fibromyalgia. A lot of
1: people Mm -hmm. still don't even believe
0: in fibromyalgia. Like, how could you not? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just want to say to our friends and loved ones out there who might be listening, (laughs) I hate to say that it's because it affected me, but it really is the truth. Like, yes.
1: You don't know until I you're didn't there. You not
0: know. It's like when you lose a parent and mm-hmm. you, you go back to your friends who lost parents before you and go, I just didn't understand. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And we all say it's a part of a, cl- it, we didn't want you to understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're now a part of a club that none of us wanted to be in. Exactly. And that's how I feel about this pain thing. Like, I've always had a little bit of chronic pain, you know, my stupid arm that I shattered, it's numb. So I have pins and needles 247, and I have for over a decade now. So that's the kind of thing you can kind of push out of your brain. Mm -hmm. This is not this. I feel like I'm in an episode of Game of Thrones and somebody shoved a sword or a spear down my back like constantly. And so anyway, I know that's not exactly a rant. I just kind of want to say, like, I'm sick of this pain. (laughs) It's really debilitating. And of course, for those people out there, young or old, who are in any kind of chronic pain, I'm so sorry. Yes, and I hope that the people in your life are showing you some grace. It's been Mm -hmm. hard for me to show myself some
1: grace. Exactly. Like
0: I guarantee you, when we are done here, I will beat myself up for the next three days for taking too much of your time, for being such a bitch, for having a foul mouth. (laughs) but like I a little bit feel out of control out of control and it's taken me way too long in my opinion to get into physical therapy which is another thing Jessica and I have been dealing with a lot of medical this year and it's tough out there man it's tough Mm -hmm. so anyway that's all I wanted to say I'm sorry if that's you I get it now (laughs) and I'm sorry I never did before Ugh.
1: I'm crossing my fingers that you're going to at least be on the road to starting to have I'm, some listen, relief.
0: I just need a new normal. I yep. need to learn how to combat this and yes. possible what works for me, what doesn't, you know, you, I, I also have another friend of ours, mutual friend of ours that has been diagnosed with the same thing. And she's younger mm. than us. And. She has started physical therapy as well. She's been doing it as long as you. And you both have mm-hmm. said that it's made a difference. So I'm very hopeful. Yes. I've been in this amount of pain since May. Right. And it's no kind of life. It's mm-hmm. no kind of life to have. No. Um, so anyway, that's why I've been absent from the world. Like anybody was looking at my social media going, ooh, Dana's been a little quiet.
1: <laughs>
0: Shut up. But I have. <laughs> Yes. anyway also
1: sometimes this has been a real wild ride for the last several years now where oh i just God. think people are just burnt out on everything tired. it's just, just burnt tired. out the I'm amount tired of, of effort social
0: media i'm tired of tv i'm yep
1: tired of yes everything. <laughs> yes
0: was it you that sent me or did i send you the picture of the little girl just with the horrified face on, I think it's the teacups at Disney World. And it just
1: said, oh, yeah, so how
0: I have felt since 2016. And I was like, yeah.
1: 100%. I know. Like,
0: honestly, I saw something the other day that said it was made in 2019. And I was like, oh, this is pretty new. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was I...
0: four years ago. We no. have been robbed of part of our lives. Yes. It's weird. It's, it's weird. So weird. I'm hoping that getting out of pain a little bit will bring a little bit, you know, at least I had, would you say that I had at least some dark sunshine sometimes previous to arthritis?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Because I know I get on this show and go rawr, 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 like an angry dog uh, quite a bit, but generally speaking, I'm like a pretty fucking happy person. Yes. Well, not summer of 2022. <laughs> I'll let you know that. Ask my son. Uh. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, that. Lady. That's that. This was. This is a long episode. Okay, we're gonna move on. We actually have a structure. Hope he isn't here. We need to do a cleansing breath. Yes. It's a staple of our show that I frequently forget. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what we like to do. Oh, my God. Right. Um, So, basically, what we like to do, we rant about the things that annoy us, sometimes big, sometimes small, whatever. Mm -hmm. We get it all out. We take a deep cleansing breath and then we fill up with some funny, some goodness and our raves for the week. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say, If you're alone, shout it out, scream it out. I always say that. If you're not, still take the moment to breathe, Mm -hmm. okay? Just do it. (sighs) I told you I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath in. And. uh, (sighs) I wish I had a hot tub. That's oh my God, are you kidding?
1: So do I.
0: <laughs> during my breathing, that's what I thought about. So I probably didn't relax. Great job, Dana. <laughs> Jessica.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: We're, I told you I've had two buckets of coffee. It's <laughs> crazy, train ain't stopping anytime soon. Okay. Uh, we've got some corners coming up. Jessica, I would sure you like to tell us what our first corner is? Because I believe you're up first.
1: Hmm. It's been a while since we've had a weirdo of the week. You're weird. You're so very weird. weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? God, I miss,
0: I definitely miss weirdo of the week. Just talking about it because I still see them everywhere. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) This is from Huffington Post. And I thought it would be very apropos to bring back Dana's favorite journalist, Mr. David okay. Moyer.
0: No, not my favorite. David Moyer makes my arthritis <laughs> flare up.
1: <laughs> Car thief who hid from police inside giant teddy bear learns his fate.
0: Okay. There's now, such I a was crying wide... picturing this. It's also like that is a whole big long story in one headline. Like, okay, there's a car thief and he was chased by police and there's a giant teddy bear and he's going to learn his fate. It's too much for one article.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Greater Manchester Police noted that Joshua Dobson is now stuffed behind bars and hopes he Uh, finds. And that's in
0: quotes. I have to say, this is why Moye is not my favorite. With his dumb puns. We're not <laughs> a hope- full sentence in. Jessica, you're laughing so hard because I hate it.
1: Hopes he finds the nine month sentence bearable.
0: I hate it. How- spell bearable. How did he spell it? B E A
1: R A B L E. No, no.
0: Moye. <laughs> <way. laughs>
1: A suspected car thief in Manchester, England, apparently found the idea of being arrested unbearable twice. Don't double
0: down! Don't double down!
1: (laughs) So he reportedly attempted to hide inside a five-foot teddy bear. Spoiler alert, Joshua's attempt at being a master of disguise didn't work, and now he will see if he can bear time behind bars. Triple down. The 18-year-old has been wanted by Greater Manchester Police since May, when he allegedly stole a car and didn't pay to fuel it up. Dobson managed to elude capture until July, when police were searching a house in Rockdale, and noticed what a force spokesman described as a large bear breathing.
0: I mean, a little bit terrifying.
1: (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, he was either hiding out in this house or it was his own home he looks out the blinds sees a cop car roll up thinks they got me and then unzips or slices open a giant teddy bear from a carnival and slips in
0: don't you think that was premeditated don't you think he was like if they ever come i am all <laughs> hop on in this bear oh my god <laughs>
1: The reason why this made me cry is when it says a large bear breathing, because that would be me. And whenever we would like hide and play hide and seek or any game like that, first of all, I was never. Sick. Yes. The Darth Vader breathing. Also, I would like be like, extending my entire stomach and chest out. So like if I was trying to hide behind a door, it would move. You just see you boobs? See and hear me breathe. Yes. I mean, look, it has a picture. I, I don't know how he got in it. It just shows the 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 no, bear's the picture, backside tore the out.
0: Is what makes me the angriest. I'm like, oh you couldn't slip that on like a suit. You had to bore a hole in that poor stuffed bear's butthole. That's how you got in there.
1: It's out of control.
0: Like, it's you out of control. The, the police posted it? it.
1: I don't know. I hate it. And that kid's going to spend. Well, he's not a kid. He's a young 19. man. He's 19. Yeah. Here but comes sucks. Grandma Jessica again.
0: Wait, didn't it say that he was in a young offenders institution? Yeah,
1: for nine yeah. months. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: No, no. Whose quote is next? Who is that? He's now stuffed behind bars. <laughs> after being sentenced last week for theft of a motor vehicle, driving while disqualified, and making off from a petrol station without
1: paying I cannot. Him.
0: Hopefully, he has a bearable time inside. Okay, that's a quote, but I can't see who it's from. <laughs> but I'm just as mad at them as I am at Moye. For how many times did he make that bear pun?
1: I don't know. It's so stupid.
0: It's not good journalism is all I'm gonna say <laughs> Although if you're doing the stories about a kid burrowing up a bear's butthole to hide from the police maybe you just don't care.
1: Oh my god
0: Wow what's your corner
1: what? this week?
0: Well I have a little what the what corner mm. and this makes me very happy and also sad at the same time because I don't yes. think that I would qualify for this job even though it sounds like a dream so i have a what uh this is from npr it's in their strange news section don't know why mm-hmm. <laughs> um you could get paid to eat candy as a canadian company's chief candy officer oh my god cco turns out you might be able to eat candy for a living oh wait i didn't tell you who this was by oh Shanine miranda it's by Shanine um canada's candy fun house is hiring a chief candy officer according to a recent job posting do Hmm. you love all things candy and chocolate are you passionate about confectionery treats and exploring unreleased and existing products if so this is the perfect position for you the description reads on linkedin it's on linkedin like okay the Ontario based company said the position pays a hundred thousand Canadian dollars, which is roughly just yeah, it's like seventy-eight thousand, roughly just over seventy-eight thousand US dollars annually.
1: I take that back.
0: It can be <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> the job can be
0: remote. Wait, I'm not done pitching it yet. The job can be remote or based in Canada or a New Jersey office. So either way.
1: I'll take the Canadian office. Thank you.
0: Okay. The chief candy officer will serve as head taste tester and try over 3,500 products each month, Uh, 3,500 each month. Okay. Besides eating about 113 pieces of candy a
1: day. No, that can't uh be good.
0: The chief candy officer will lead the company's fun house candy strategy, running candy uh, run candy board meetings and have a say in which products Candy House will carry. The chief candy officer will also approve candy inventory and designate spotlight treats with an official stamp of approval. Applicants can be as young as five years old and must reside in North America. All you need is a passion for candy, pop culture, and a sweet tooth, part of the job posting reads. The chief candy officer will also undergo extensive pallet training. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so far, get this. So far, nearly 6,500 people have applied to the job On What? Inquiries on the job are also are so high that the company said its usual response time is delayed. Applicants Now here's the good part, Jessica. You still have time. Mm-hmm. Applicants okay. have until August 31st to apply. No previous uh, experience necessary. The position would, here's the addendum, okay? The position would no doubt involve excessive consumption of sugar, which the World Health Organization recommends limiting to 10% of one's daily calories. Too much sugar can increase the risk of type 2 diabetes and heart don't disease. don't stay. The job posting also specifies that the position comes with an extensive dental plan.
1: <laughs> Unreal.
0: Literally, you would just be sitting in a chair, horking down candy and treats all day, every day. How could you even eat 113 pieces of candy a day? I
1: don't know. I don't know. It can't be good or normal. And
0: certainly not good for you. Listen, Mm -hmm. I can go through a bag of those soft, chewy chips ahoy's. I can go Mm -hmm. through one of those. But I'm going to be sick after it. Okay? Yes. Now, how are you going to do that every day? That's only like 24 cookies. I can eat 113 pieces of candy and confectionaries a day.
1: Right? I don't like that, and I don't think that's good for anyone.
0: No, of course not, but it sounds lovely.
1: It does, but also, I don't want a five-year-old being an option to decide what will taste good for an entire population of people aged five to a hundred
0: I thought you were gonna say I don't want a five year old eating that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, not Auntie Jessica.
1: <laughs> don't get me started because I already have a rant for the next time about pouch foods. Oh, cur.
0: Oh, those baby yum yums. Uh huh, uh huh. That my mom was eating towards the end of her life and refused to believe us when we told her it was baby food. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: refused. She got livid with us because we kept <sighs> going, you going to eat your baby food? Okay, whatever. Anyway, let's get to the most important part of our show.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Would you like to start us off with raves?
1: Yes, indeed. So this like, wait, is.
0: Just real quick before we move yeah. on. Do you think that in the time that we have uh, been Wasted. on a break? Oh. <laughs> Wow. I'm just kidding. A lot really came out. A lot really came out just now. Uh, I was going to ask if I had gotten any better at transitions because it feels like maybe I did not. But then you just <laughs> let me also know <laughs> that I can't shut up.
1: You fool. I'm talking about how much we've been laughing. That is on both of us. <laughs> that is okay, go ahead. Okay. Now, dang it. Did I just, here we go. All right. This is something that absolutely warmed my heart. I saw it on TV yesterday. They were on, uh, on the today show, um, on Hoda and Jenna, and this is something called the confess project. Mm -hmm. The confess project has the first and largest organization committed to building a culture of mental health for black boys, men, and their families. How? We focus on empowering frontline heroes and sheroes in communities across America. More specifically, we train barbers to be mental health advocates. Now you guys, this is one of the most beautiful things that I have seen ever as far as the power of one person, like stepping up and trying to do something. Mm -hmm. So, the man that started this project, they were interviewing him, and he was discussing and talking about how culturally and historically a barber shop is something that would be specific to someone's neighborhood, right? And that is a place where young black men and boys would go in and get their hair cut. But also a place where a lot of people would make conversation, make friends, and things started to evolve where he was noticing people – maybe uh, needing to have someone to speak to about things that were on their mind and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And from it going from that to something that is a program that is actively training barbers to be mental health advocates, Mm -hmm. to listen to people, Mm -hmm. to give advice and resources of places that they can go and use and all of that. It's so incredible Uh, I'm going to read you some of their, like, turnaround statistics and things like that. The Confess Project encourages cultural dialogue of Black males and speaking about emotional health. Our projects serve as the bridge for mental health disparities with marginalized males that will come in contact with or seek treatment of any emotion-related social issues. In addition, we train barbers to become mental health advocates. Black men experience disproportionately higher rates of unemployment, poverty, incarceration, and chronic illness than their white counterparts. We understand that cultivating a culture of mental health for black boys and men requires equipping our brothers with the information, tools, and steps to combat the system the systemat ah, combat the systemic racism they face. <coughs> black men with knowledge about mental health. Financial literacy, home ownership, <coughs> fatherhood, and other subjects pertinent to Black excellence. These programs are designed to enhance the life trajectory and prolong the life expectancy of our brothers by promoting health and awareness. 20% of people suffer mental illness. 47 cities now have programs like this with trained barbers, and they have now trained 1,400 barbers around the country to, again, be advocates. There are advocates for domestic violence, for mental health, for social, all this kind of stuff, and people who can help guide someone in the right direction and be uh, a listening ear and and a voice of reason.
0: And a safe it's, space.
1: Exactly. It's an absolutely incredible program. I also think this says a lot. Uh, at the bottom of their site, it says standout funders. We have some amazing standout supporters, funders, and academic and research partners, which include Gillette, Johnson & Johnson, and Harvard University. Oh, Wow. So they have been doing different studies and research about this and the impact and it's gaining funding behind it. Uh, So it's just really incredible. Um, It's an amazing website, so much to read and learn about. And at the top of the screen, when you go on, it says find a therapist and it also says mental health matters. Text TCP give to 44321. So immediately when you go on their site for anyone that may need it, it can connect them with someone. It's great. I love it. It really warmed my heart. And again, going back to like grassroots, uh, it just takes one person to say, Hey, I wonder what would happen if, and then yeah, look where they are now, you know, yeah. it's really, really yeah. incredible.
0: And we need to create safe spaces, especially for young men. Um, I think
1: absolutely. I I think
0: that our country has proven that there's a lot of uh, violence in in young men. And Mm -hmm. um, I recently heard, and maybe some of our listeners know more information because I will admit I didn't do a ton of research because it kind of broke my heart and I kind of didn't have the bandwidth for it (laughs) Um, because it's something that we talked about on the show at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but you know, the national, they just instituted a suicide hotline that yes. instead of it being the regular suicide hotline mm-hmm. number, I believe it was eight one one or seven one one, something like that. So I read an article that, and you know, things like this happen. Um, and it's unfortunate because I think it can endanger someone. There have been a couple of incidences and they have come out and said that if you do call, you know, the, A number Mm -hmm. that they can call the police to do a welfare check, Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's exactly why they don't speak out. Mm -hmm. People who really are struggling with suicidal thoughts don't want the police involved because when the police get involved, they can uh, put you in a medical facility without your permission, Mm -hmm. and that has happened to two or three people, and it now people are calling for others to not use that service, which is such a shame.
1: Aye, aye, um, aye.
0: Now I will admit, I read this article probably a couple of weeks ago. Perhaps something has been done. If anyone else has any information,
1: mm-hmm. please,
0: I would love to be able to do a mindfulness corner about that.
1: Sure.
0: Um, but I love this rave because that, you know, that's one of the things that, person-to-person connectivity and being able to feel safe in a space and talk about things just like that and other life problems it doesn't even have to be suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. but like anything it is we are a packed species we are you know we we were meant to be a village Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) we need each other so I love 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 this program I think that's amazing amazing thank you for sharing Jessica
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Okay. My rave this week uh, is not one that I brought. I did a little bit of research on it, but I may uh, have a couple of questions for you, Jessica, because you might be a little more familiar. So my rave this week is for Mm fairvote.org. And I'll read you a little bit about it and explain a little bit. It's a nonpartisan thing. So, you know, we're not a political podcast, but this is to do with voting. Fair voting. So, FairVote.org. Their, this is their mission statement. FairVote is a nonpartisan organization seeking better elections for all. We research and advance. We research and advance voting reforms that make democracy more functional and representative for every American. So it says what we do fair vote has a proven record since 1992 as a nonpartisan trailblazer that advances and wins electoral reforms at the local state and national level through strategic research, communications, and collaboration. Today mm-hmm. we are the nation's driving force behind advancing ranked choice voting, which rank, if you're not familiar, ranked choice voting, uh, I took a picture of like a real definition so that I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> just spewing out my butt, but, uh. So a ranked choice voting system or an RCV is an electoral system in which voters rank candidates by preference on their balance. If a candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, he or she is declared the winner. If no candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, the candidate with the fewest first preference votes is eliminated. So that's just like a,
1: mm-hmm. a
0: little a little uh, info on, on what ranked choice voting is. So let me go back to my, to my uh, website here. Um, so anyway, you can read all about what they've done over the last 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. You can support them. It has their story and their staff, you know, leadership, things like that. Um, you can donate, you can volunteer, and all that information is on there. But I do want to read this to you. Um, Fair Vote has a 30-year legacy of getting to the root of what's wrong with our democracy and catalyzing change. Asking the big questions while looking for viable answers. They were founded in Cincinnati in 1992 by scholars, advocates, and former elected officials committed to finding practical ways to advance ranked choice voting and American forms of proportional representation. So representation is a big thing. We've got another election year coming up sooner mm-hmm. rather than later, um, nice. and we need to make sure... That our American voices are her, the majority, that it's fair. And, you know, our electoral voting system is a little wackadoodle. Like, there's some reform that needs to happen. And this is a nonpartisan organization that's trying to help make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, we study the problems, develop practical solutions, and prove those solutions are possible by working with national, state, and local partners to advance reforms that result in fairer elections. Take, for example, our leadership on ranked choice voting, one of our nation's most talked about reforms. Nearly 10 million voters are able to rank candidates in local or federal elections. This is an expansion of nearly seven times the number of voters with access to this reform over a decade including hmm. its adoption statewide in Alaska and Maine. This is just a lot of information you might want to read for yourself on their history, their success. It's also, this is interesting too, because you can find this information on their website. FairVote is also a leading research institution that you can count on for innovative, authentic facts and analysis.
1: Okay, mm-hmm.
0: That's a major problem. That's
1: How refreshing.
0: Uh-huh. So a major problem, it doesn't matter what side you're on. We all know that there is falsehoods being pushed mm-hmm. in media social media on the internet Other and whether it works
1: pictures.
0: exactly and whether it works in <laughs> your favor or not it's not right correct so you need to make sure that as an individual you are doing your research and you are looking up the facts that these people are saying on team listen I get on here every week and say whatever the heck I want. And did anybody anoint me with any more smarts than anybody else? Right. Uh-uh. I say whatever I want on here. And that's uh-huh. exactly what they do too. It doesn't mean that I'm right. And it certainly don't mean that they're right. It no. doesn't matter what side you're on. Okay. We are exactly. supposed to be a democracy where everybody's voice is heard and not a place where if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, You know, (laughs) I'm trying not to get too political. Um, And fascism is a word that's being thrown around so liberally at the moment. But look up the definition of fascism. Uh It's not accepting someone else's opinion. Well, that's what our country is built on. Okay. Yeah. We're going to disagree sometimes, but we still have to hear each other out, and we have to make sure that there is fair electoral voting happening. (laughs) So exactly. Like I said, we're not preaching at you about what you should believe politically, but hey, go to <clears throat> barevote.org and look and see. Look up these facts. Look yes. up these analysis. Look up what you are spouting to believe and make sure it's true. Exactly. Right? This is nonpartisan, guys. Fairvote.org. Um thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah. I mean, we have three core strategies, and I'll end on this. We have three core strategies. First, we're strengthening relationships in Congress and earning support for changes that help expand expand mm-hmm. ranked choice voting. Second, we're building a diverse national coalition of organizations, mm-hmm. thought leaders, and elected officials committed to comprehensive reform. Because honestly, that's what's going to take at this point. Yep. Third, we're accelerating ranked choice voting's momentum through national media coverage, progress in legislatures, and support for state partners. So listen, you want your state to have a voice, here's a good place to start, okay? Fair, fairvote.org. That's a that's a heavy one to bring back on a first episode, but listen, these are the times we live in. <laughs>
1: All right. Thank so, you for that, Dana.
0: Of course. And I just wanted to open it up and say, is there anything more that you know beyond what minimal amount of research, but it's a, it's a, it's a really well-respected website. Like I did look into that kind of stuff. So
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. No. And the way I found out about this is, uh, one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, I think I, I know I've talked about them at least once on the show, but uh donut friend, the donuts, mm-hmm. donuts that are so good that are completely vegan that I got in a I don't want to say an argument, but I was awfully rude and insistent that their donuts weren't vegan because <laughs> they taste like a fresh donut that was boiled in a vat of lard, okay? Oh
0: my and I, I mean, even honestly, challenged them. Our vegan options in LA, we're so lucky. Oh, they're so good
1: i'm like oh really and your bacon donut and the guy's like why were you so mad coconut he goes we make it out (laughs) of coconut i was like okay and i couldn't stop blinking i'm like i stand corrected (laughs) if you are in la get these self to a donut friend they also have little pop-ups that they do yes some of our like vegan street food uh things that we have in different parts which is how lucky are
0: we i know they have that one truck i still haven't been to that's the um like chicken tenders chicken nuggets it's called the fast fast food trash vegan truck or whatever oh so yeah anyway
1: oh also did you know that they just opened up a vegan take on mcdonald's it has nothing to do with mcdonald's but this these people copied like
0: Angry Donald's, or something like that. Yes,
1: it has like a frowny face. Frowny instead face. Of a happy meal. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm
0: definitely. Once the hype dies down a little bit, I'm headed there,
1: of course. <laughs> but if you guys are in the LA area, look for Donut Friend. It is. Literally, if you're a foodie, look up their website, because you will drool just reading their donut combinations and flavors. Every month, they pick a different partner. And I don't remember who we highlighted before, but it's hashtag donut funds partner. And uh, every month, they pick someone new. For July, it was fair vote. Um, It's incredible. And they give half of their proceeds from the sale of their compassion fruit donut.
0: Ooh, yes. I like that.
1: So it's the compassion fruit donut. And for everyone they sell, half of the proceeds go to the organization that they pick for the month. And I like that because a month, that's a nice amount of time to get some money in the kitty to go to an organization.
0: For sure. Um,
1: so, yeah, they're fantastic. Such a fun, cute company to highlight all these amazing places. And yes. Yes. Uh, you won't well, regret having one of those donuts no
0: date, ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that too. Um, fair vote for a more perfect union.
1: Yes, yeah, I
0: really appreciated that. It was, and also their website is really easy to navigate. Just for those of you who are not mm-hmm. super great with the internet,
1: indeed. Um,
0: so thank you for bringing that to my attention. I really appreciated that.
1: Absolutely,
0: Jessica. <laughs> Dana. <laughs> oh my god i just oh,
1: yeah.
0: i scared ollie to death
1: probably the oh, first god. time you were like oh now i can
0: breathe i know <laughs> i finally am gonna stop talking ah. <laughs> this has been a six-hour adventure for this one episode <laughs> i am so sorry jessica but i think no. that's our show
1: it is. I think it is. Would you like to
0: tell people how to get a hold of us? Because I think we're back. Oh
1: man, we forgot. Yeah, you guys, you can find us. And I see. Thank you for those who started following us. I always forget. People are not always up to date, and some people just start a podcast whenever they find it, right. or some people then go back and listen from the beginning. Uh, our followers on social media has been increasing, and thank you for that. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Rants and Raves Podcast. You can find us at tw- at Twitter. Yes, at and on Twitter at raves underscore the. You can email us. We're not going anywhere. The Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit the contact button through the website, www.theranceandravespodcast.com.
0: Yeah. Is there anything that you watched over the summer that you need to share?
1: Or did? You know what? Two things, short and sweet. One, if you haven't seen Maverick, you better get your ass out and see it.
0: I know. My friend Ian Geary is at the very beginning of it. So a bunch of us went together to see him in the movie theater. Did you love it? Yes, it was
1: fun. It was great, right?
0: Yes, and the nostalgia that it brings because, like, we just all want to go back to some comfort times.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm serious. <laughs> so it
0: brings that, and then also Miles just,
1: Teller as Goose's son. I yeah, he's
0: adorable. He's adorable, aye. and then also just the cinematography is incredible. It's like fantastic. some of those, some of those chases, especially at the end there, I was like, "Holy
1: cow!" Mm-hmm.
0: It was pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Also to all the haters, because somebody posted something about it was our friend uh, Tracy from uh, Welcome to the Fam podcast posted. Oh yeah, I just saw Maverick, and I'm confused about my feelings from to- for Tom Cruise, and I'm confused about my feelings for Jen- uh, Jennifer Connelly, and I immediately replied in capital letters: There is no confusion. They're both hot as fuck. <laughs> Tom Cruise is almost 60 and somebody commented, well, the wonder of makeup and yeah, I don't need to know that makeup artists can make a Quasimodo look like a fresh faced geisha girl. Okay. I get it. Yes. The magic of makeup, but I'm sorry. You can quit hating. He's almost 60. You don't get to look like that if you don't take care of yourself.
0: And also. I'm sorry, but he is. You can think about what you want about him as a human being and his sci fi and all that. I don't care about that. When you talk about legitimate movie star charm and charisma.
1: Yes, and talent. The
0: man just has it. He He is remarkable. Yes. He really is in that way. Like instantly. He's an A list actor. He absolutely is. Whatever you think about his personal life, fine. But he is. A movie
1: star.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty like I wish I had that. There's some kind of magic in there.
1: Okay. So <laughs> Maverick, go see it, y'all. It's great. It's fun it's just, the big it's the perfect summer movie. And yes, yes. it's just it's great. Yes. Uh secondly, <laughs> another movie that I watched on the plane ride home. And oh dear, I I I don't know what I was expecting, but it, it's a doozer. Mm-hmm. Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Oh, I haven't done it because I, you know, I haven't wanted to cry for the last four uh-huh. years because that's kind of all we do.
1: It's a heavy one. And honestly, yeah. after seeing it now, I really wanted to see it stage. when it came to the L.A. Stage. Yes. I'm very sad that I did not see this staged. Yeah. I'm very well, It'll come. It'll by... come
0: again, I'm sure. It's too good. I hope. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's, wow, that's a doozer and. I definitely think people should watch it. It's very timely. Mm. I don't think it's a secret again. What I won't give anything away, but the main, you know, character is a very awkward young man who doesn't have any friends and suffers from severe anxiety. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's very timely. Uh, There's a lot of things people can relate to, or maybe sadly uh, they see with their own kids or, just in high school in general, which is man, not an tough. easy time.
0: It's tough, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's very interesting. It kind of runs the whole gamut, and the way these relationships form in the show, you kind of experience them through each of the main characters, and I like that. Awesome. Yeah. So I these are my, know those are my so summer wrecks.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna shock you. Um. There's only really one thing that I kind of plunged through this summer. I've watched a few things here and there. But mm-hmm. sorry, y'all. Got to get on the train. F-Boy Island. Blew through two seasons. Can't wait for the
1: next. Uh, sorry. Hilarious.
0: Sorry about it. <laughs> it's such trash.
1: Oh, it's my so God. trash.
0: It is the most mindless I yep. can actually get my dishes Sometimes done. Sometimes you
1: need that.
0: Sometimes I just, this is the only way I'm going to get my dishes done is if I put
1: the
0: uh, Island on. Yes.
1: <laughs> totally. It's such
0: a release and it makes me go, oh, thank God I'm not in my 20s. And oh, thank God yes. that I'm just this 87-year-old woman now. I oh, my God. I will watch you pretty people uh, be stupid on TV. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I like to leave us with a point to ponder. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that I thought of this last night laying in bed, and I probably wrote down five other things that I thought were great ideas that probably weren't because I was in pain and tired. Um, uh, but uh, can you, you explain to me please why okay? So you know the um you know the word W O O D.
1: Wood. Uh-huh.
0: But then you also know the word F O O D. Food. Food. Uh huh. So, Hollywood, or we're in the woodlands, right? What Mm -hmm. other words besides wood take the O-O and make it not Ood, but Ood? What other words? I was racking my brain. Food, mood.
1: To, uh, I do not know. Oh, soot.
0: Soot? You don't say Soot. (laughs)
1: No, soot? you say soot.
0: Chimney suit. Suit,
1: like a soot. men's suit.
0: Soot. No, suit. Soot. Suit. Soot. Soot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't.
0: People are gonna think we're high, but I'm serious. <laughs> it really boggled my brain last night. <laughs> I was like,
1: I am dying.
0: It, why isn't it the Woodlands?
1: I don't know, why aren't that's we running from?
0: Why aren't we running from strangers in the woods? <laughs> why isn't this Hollywood that we live in? It doesn't oh make
1: any god. sense.
0: Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> it bothered me enough that I had to say it. Oh Give my god! Give me your ood, your ood versus suit,
1: <laughs> I am dying, lady.
0: Welcome back to <laughs> the craze. <laughs>
1: Thank you all. Uh, Thanks for hanging in there with us. And uh, we love you. And we will be back for more. Uh, I don't know if
0: I'll have anything to talk about. but
1: Oh, we always have plenty (laughs) to talk about.
0: (laughs) Thank you for giving me your day, Jessica.
1: Of course.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.